and welcome to the Wonderful Wellbeing Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and I'm happy that you are here today. So uh, welcome back if you've uh, listened to this podcast before, and welcome if you haven't. Um, yes, yeah, so on this podcast, I share um, knowledge and thought and insight in, around all things well-being. Um, a lot of it relates to parents and parenting. Um, and yeah, I'm an integrative counsellor, well-being, wellness coach and mindfulness teacher. Nearly a qualified mindfulness teacher will be in the next two weeks. So yes, that's exciting. So today, um, I decided to do some research this week around um, children and emotions because I reached out to my um, friends, my girlfriends, mummy friends, and asked them what they would like to learn more about. So I um, then researched into children and emotions, um, and I've brought my own experience and my own knowledge that I've learned um, on my studies into this, really. So yeah, just wanted to share some insight into that and hope to help you be able to manage your children's, um, you know, their emotions and their experiences a bit better, feel more equipped, really. Um, this topic is definitely something that's quite challenging and I've even experienced that in my own parenting of my children and before I did my counselling studies it felt a bit scary felt a bit like oh what do I do how do I how do I deal with this when my child is feeling um overwhelmed with different things because children seem to feel things quite extreme extremely you know they're they can like they cry quite easily, they scream, they get angry. Um, and us as parents, our job is to try and help them like regulate the emotions and and um, deal with them in a more um, positive way and be able to soothe themselves. They use us to soothe them when they're younger. Um, you know, as we all know, you know, you know, like babies are crying and, you know, us as a parent, um, you know, will I pick them up or meet their needs? And um, you know, it's it's that, but on a, a you know a, a bigger scale, really, as they grow. So, in relation to this, I'm probably not talking about like babies. I'm more talking about um, age, probably like two to nine, maybe, because my my eldest is nine, and. Um, Yes, my friends have got children all under the age of nine, all ranging between that. So probably like, and th- this can relate to like young people as well, um, teenagers. Um, so yeah, when thinking about um, our children's, you know, emotions and feelings, I'll just explain a little bit of what um, some definitions are, which are, you know, what is emo- what is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of, control and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathically, empathetically. Sorry. Yeah. So what does that mean? So to be aware of our, our emotions, to be able to control them, 
to be able to express them, you know, in a way that's going to be understood by other people, to handle interpersonal relationships, so to have relationships with others um, successfully, really, and understand other people using empathy. So um, empathy is a massive, massive thing in all relationships, really, and empathy is different to sympathy, um, and it is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. So it is not us thinking that we know how that other person feels as well. It is experiencing it from their frame of reference and not your own, not like, oh, I know how that feels, like, because that's how you felt it. No, because the other person might feel it differently. They might experience, um, for example, like anxiety. You know, I experience when I have anxiety through feeling like I've got palpitations. Sometimes I get a headache, but it definitely comes out in my heart rate and in my awareness of my my chest. But other people might um, feel dizzy, might feel sick, might get it in the pit of their stomach, might get shaky. Might so everyone, you know, how can I assume I know how you experience anxiety? I can't. I would have to check that and and really understand how that's feeling for you. That is true empathy. Um, it's not assuming that you know how someone else feels. So, um, yeah. So really, a child's ability to regulate their emotions will really depend on a parent's response to when the child is in emotional distress. So it is so much about us as a parent, and that um, that is so fundamental in in how the child ends up ends up processing and dealing with their feelings because our reaction to it is is how they they see they see that then and then they role model it and as well it's a lot about how do we role model healthy emotions how do we act when we get angry how do we present ourselves um are we showing them that we sometimes feel sad are we showing them that we sometimes feel happy are we actually verbalizing how we're feeling are we saying oh, I'm really happy today or like I'm oh, I'm feeling really frustrated about something and using the words that um, then our children can go, go forward and use in their own life or recognising a feeling that your child might feel and say, oh, that sounds really frustrating. Oh, you know, that sounds like um, you're really excited about that. Um, you know, highlighting them and giving them the words to use. So yeah, um, so in looking at ourselves, because that's something which we can control in this situation is ourselves. We can't really control how the child is feeling and how they're displaying the feelings, but we can control our reaction to it. So really important things in thinking about ourselves as parents are you know, are you a safe place? Are you presenting as a safe place to to come to with those feelings? Can your child come to you? Um, and I'll touch on that in a minute as well, because being a safe place links into like attachment theory, which is really, really important um, in 
helping a child to feel safe um so i'll just i'll just just um give you a definition of what attachment theory is so that you know and then i will do more episodes around that so attachment theory is a psychological um theory which concerns relationships between humans the most important factor of it is that young children need to develop a relationship with at least one primary caregiver for social and emotional development so it's really important that they have one really strong bonded safe relationship with with a caregiver um and then you know related to that is that um there are patterns of attachment then that flow on from that which um if the child is not got secure attachment they can be a number of other types of attachment so there's like anxious ambivalent attachment anxious avoidant dismissive avoidant disorganized disorientated attachment and these attachments will impact how a child views the world sees the world feels the world and it will impact on like how they have relationships throughout their life so attachment in the early years is really really fundamental in building how a a child and then an adult you know will view the world so i will do another episode on that because that's um really really fundamental in um in emotions as well and in managing emotions and in feeling safe so going back to you know are you the safe place do you you know are you providing that calm self safe space for a child to share how they're feeling and um for you to help them um regulate themselves so considering that are you a calm safe space you know as parents we're really busy we're like living these like busy lifestyles are you, you know, are you practicing self-care? How, how is your patience? You know, are you, how is your capacity cut as a pair, as a parent? Are you too busy with work? Are you frustrated with something going on? Are you having an argument with your partner? Um, are you bringing that to this moment? You know, so that's really important for us to think about, about ourselves as a parent and like, are you really present even? Is your mind there or are you thinking of other things? Are you thinking about, oh, I can't be bothered with this right now. I haven't got time for this. You know, say the child's going through like, I don't know, having a tantrum, you know, being calm. And it's really hard. It is hard sometimes if you're not feeling, you're not in a great place. You're not feeling like full up of, of patience and energy. And so, you know, really looking at ourselves and thinking, you know, am I being what I need to be to help my child um, process this emotion, listen to this emotion? Um, because we are the role models, we're role modeling um, healthy emotional behavior. Well, we aim to be, we aim to, to be role modeling that. Um, yes, yeah, so they're questions for ourselves. So, yeah, am I a safe, calm space? Am I, you know, is my capacity cup over overflowing or have I got capacity to help my child um is my child triggering something in me um 
you know, we all have our own childhoods. We all have experiences that we bring to this moment. And in parenting, we bring our own experience of childhood into parenting. And um, that can really bring up things because it's like, for example, something probably I struggle with is like, um, if my child is not fe- is not appearing to be grateful about something, and that really like triggers in me, like you know, oh, you know, I you should be so grateful. All these thoughts of like, you know, look at what you have. Loads of other children don't have this. This um, what you have, you know, you don't know you're born. All them thoughts. And then that that then like creates you to feel like really angry and be like, you know, so you're bringing all that other stuff. That's your stuff. That's my stuff. That's um, that's not really relevant to what is it is going on in that moment because the child only knows their life and their experience of life. And yeah, they do have a lot more these days, but is that their fault? No. Um, okay, we need to help them to be grateful you know and I don't that's that's another challenge of like you know how do we help them to be grateful then in this moment but we can't bring our own judgments um so yeah letting go of our own expectations of our own childhoods and how we expect our child to be really accepting the child as they are just like a unique person and and I let go of my expectations of how I will expect them to be or want them to be. So yeah, really acceptance of them being an individual, being aware of our own triggers. Looking at our own triggers is massive. Um, And there's a book around that, The Conscious Parent, which is Dr. Shafawi or something like that, um, which I've bought, which is an and I am reading. And that's all about um, our own childhood's coming into our parenting which is um it does happen it happens you know we are um you know we go we we put our own patterns in which are from our own childhood we repeat patterns and you know we can change that if we want to but yeah it is about being aware so self-awareness is really important in parenting um I can expand on that a lot more because this is all quite a lot of things you know in this topic um yeah so um role modeling feelings so role modeling healthy ways of um of processing feelings you know not not role modeling getting angry not role modeling like throwing things healthy anger being feeling like you know sharing with your children that you're frustrated about things saying I've had a really tough day today just really verbalizing your process because that helps them to verbalize theirs and hear the words that that you use because then they become their language that they could use like you know like I said before oh that sounds really frustrating oh it sounds like you know you were really hurt that such and such didn't you know said unkind words to you you know helping them verbalize it really and make sense of how they feel because they don't know a lot of the times they're going through this internal if you think about the children and how that you know they're going through their day it's a bit of a roller coaster isn't it like and that's a bit scary if you don't know oh okay um that's anger I'm feeling oh that that's um I'm sad because of this you know helping them to figure out why they feel a certain way 
So, oh, you know, maybe you could be sad about um, that thing that happened. Do you think that's why you're feeling sad and and suggesting that um, to them? So, yeah, and just really showing them that, like, all feelings are normal, not resisting, um, not doing some of these things which are really not healthy. So I will go into them now, which are... um, they're not very useful. So here are some so here are some things that we are taught which are not healthy ways of dealing with feelings, but you know, these are patterns that we've had through life, which um a lot of us carry. So one is repression. So, you know, that is um shutting down feelings and feelings are not, you know, not feel feelings aren't safe to be expressed. So, like um you might like use distraction so repressing pushing down those feelings and that you know that can come from um in a childhood not being really allowed to express feelings not being like it's not okay to share feelings you know we don't talk about feelings um distraction that's a big one it's like um if you learn a behavior of distraction that in life is really quite detrimental because then you will you will use things to distract yourself from away from you might work too much you might drink alcohol you might um take drugs you know it's running away the running away from feelings and then you know that's that's a habit then and for example something in that is like which you don't realize sometimes is that like say say your little one cuts the knee and you'll be like oh we are here's a lollipop you know blah blah, blah you know distract and it's okay it's, it's a nice, maybe afterwards, but in that moment, really allow them. Like when my little girl like falls over, cuts me, I don't say, shh, I don't say stop crying. I say nothing and give her a hug. I just say, I just hold her, hold her. Okay, until she stops, like, okay. And then and then I'll be like, okay, you know, how you, we'll fix it off. And so not not blocking the feeling, not distracting, not changing the subject. Um, really just allowing, allowing a feeling. And that's only just a little example, but um, so then number two is like aggression. So um that is another way of dealing with feelings, which is an unhealthy way. So if we are not allowed to express our feelings, we would get angry. So if we can't express how we're feeling, we build it up, we build it up, and then it comes out in like a fight, bullying, um, you know, the internal critic which is a bully, an internal bully, violence. So that is a form of an inability to express feelings okay and then another way which is a healthy way of learning how to express feelings which is you know all feelings are welcome I will accept all of you good and bad not fixing holding space um, journaling speaking to someone about how you feel speaking to a therapist, using like outlets like yoga, outlets like running, outlets like exercise. That is um, a healthy way. So you lean into the feelings and you let them pass through you and let them go. So that is um, some ways that we're taught to deal with feelings. Um, 
so here's some like tips really about so what to do and what not to do in um in our children so what not to do is really avoid blocking feelings so you know oh I haven't got time right now um being busy and it that's hard isn't it sometimes when we are busy and we're doing things and just really like trying to make space if you can um, avoid dismissing feelings um avoid using like rationalization so um don't don't do things like um oh you know um it's not that bad other kids have it worse um, there's no reason to feel this way that isn't really helpful really um so yeah don't rationalize if you can because rationalization is like a proper adult thing isn't it really to do and and it doesn't really help because you feel the way you feel the children feel the way they feel okay it might not be rational sometimes like I feel really sad but there's no real reason but I still feel really sad like and there's no getting away from that and that's okay all feelings are valid we are allowed to feel every feeling that we feel we can't run away from that there is um so yeah and um it detracts so if you do things like rationalization it detracts from the validity of the feeling um and yeah avoid rational problem solving and advice giving it creates frustration and it intellectualizes the feelings it doesn't regulate them um so yeah intellectualizing the feelings is like bringing it into the head instead of you know the heart and the gut which is where they are so we're getting into our head which then like can build into like overthinking and yeah um it's not it doesn't it blocks the feeling really um yeah avoid distraction so like don't give toys don't put the telly on don't go oh we're going to do this or you know um try and sit with the feeling sit with them so yeah what to do here are some useful tips around that um acknowledge and validate it so validating is um really hearing it and um acknowledging it so you know oh that sounds really tough um oh you know oh I can really see that you're happy today or seeing the feeling feeling the feeling using empathy um so yeah non-verbal communication you know um eye contact soft approach using empathy and showing that you are concerned and you're interested um non-fixing no fixing so not trying to fix um an attitude that you really want to listen and learn about their experience they are not alone in their experience um helping them to feel that their emotions matter um really listening using real listening skills which is getting out of your own frame of reference and really being in their world so you know like not not coming back to oh well i've got a, i know a time that i did that not that um or like oh yeah you know when i was young i did this and um, that is something we can do isn't it is is like go into that mode um but not 
just being, yeah, you know, this is your space, this is your experience. Um, verbal validation. Um, when did you start to feel this way? Have you always felt this way? Asking open-ended questions, highlighting, you know, the context. Oh, you know, it sounds like at school there's um, this, this. So really exploring what's going on. Um, encouraging the child to feel safe and to be safe to share. So that comes from, you know, the safe attachment, being a safe, calm place, not being anxious, not being het up, really taking the time to stop. Um, even a hug, just a hug is sometimes enough, you know, uh, you don't need to say too much. Um, you can just be like, I'm here, you know, I'm here with you. That might be all they need. Um, yeah, advice giving and problem solving, that can be after the feelings are validated. So, you know, yeah, we can go into the helpful mode afterwards, but as long as the feeling is understood, allowed to be felt, because if you don't acknowledge the feeling, the, the child can feel like, oh, you don't understand me, you don't get me, you haven't got a clue, all them things. Um, and yeah, just it's all learning. This is all learning. This is all, you know, it's okay to get things wrong. We are learning. Parenting is tough, like parent and and know, knowing how to do things right is, you know, we aren't given that manual, are we? Um, yeah, so just role modeling healthy, healthy feelings and healthy feelings behavior. Um yeah, so I think um that's some some useful tips around that. Something else, um I listened to a really great YouTube video. I've shared it on my Facebook, which is really brilliant. If you um would like to to listen to that and watch it, because um that was so interesting. Um yeah, so just to help you know, understand how to be, you know, validate feelings, be empathic, be compassionate, hold space for our children, you know, not minimize and distract from the feelings. Um, you know, all us parents, you know, we are doing our best and that's all we can do is do our best with what we know, you know, and, um, okay, we might learn something new and go, oh, I didn't do that. Oh, I've messed up. But you didn't know at the time. We don't know. And um, we live in a society which, like, values intellectual um, IQ over, over EQ. And, you know, emotional intelligence helps us so much more in life to have, you know, healthy relationships, flourish, um, grow, you know. Um, and here's, like, a really powerful um quote I got which I it was just like really powerful I found if we were told from the beginning that childhood defines adult mental health we would take care to be more loving of a child's soul that makes me quite emotional actually and um it really does childhood impacts us so much you know these formative years of like how we see the world how we have relationships how we go forward how we manage our emotions 
um how we process like how have we got healthy behaviors of how we um process our feelings you know do we distract do we run away and then that just like pans out into life and um and can be really unhealthy thought habits or healthy thought habits and um and it is changeable and there is always hope but um you know if we can build really strong resilient children who know how to um express their feelings um you know that that's just like that you know a dream way to parent isn't it um yeah and as parents you know like i said we we are role models every day but we might not be aware of like things that we're doing and i've had loads of realizations around that since doing my studies of like gosh you know i didn't realize i did that that's really not a good idea um and change and that's okay um uh, you know you're learning and it as long as you do something about it once you know something about it and that that's all that matters isn't it so yeah role modeling really important and just really listening using our listening skills um massively helps you know our children feel heard um and yes so yeah just using things like tell me all about it, you know, and um, listen and hold space for our children. Oh, you know, using things like, oh, that sounds really hard. You know, that's like a compassionate response to when they're sharing things with us. Um, so, yes, um, that has been today's episode, really. Um think I've covered everything I would have wanted to seek to cover um yeah so our aim really is to provide a safe space um to, at home to create harmony um and thriving children um with with you know compassion um empathic listening really um something this lady the, the lady on the youtube video um mentioned was just like you know using things like compassionate listening loving limits boundaries and look behind the behavior for reasons so those really are like really good pillars aren't they for like family life and for parenting you know compassionate listening that's really powerful compassionate you know with care with empathy really wanting to understand the experience of your child loving limits you know we all have to put limits on you know the things that we want our children to do to learn healthy behaviors so you know um foods that you don't might not want them to eat um things you might not you know might not be good for them that they do um limits on say like going on the computer or you know so loving limits caring they're coming from a caring place you know we're, we're trying to do the best for our children so they're done with love boundaries boundaries are so important our own personal boundaries as a person you know and as a parent we should we need to get to know what are our boundaries where you know what do we expect from others how do we expect to be treated what are our what boundaries are we comfortable with and then you know take that into our 
our parenting to our children, you know, um, practicing respect for each other, really, you know, um, treating each other with a mutual respect, treating each other with kindness. Um, so they're that's really important. Um, and then, yeah, looking behind the behavior for reasons. So, yeah, they might act out or they might do do things, but it actually, they're quite, um, what's the word? can't remember the words where like they're not very good at displaying they might display behavior but actually it's it's like it's not a really clever way of expressing how they feel but they need a better way so maybe we need to help them so they might behave in a certain way because they're feeling a certain way but they don't know how to express that so helping them to express themselves in healthy ways um for example they might be sad about something but it might come out in anger my son might has done that himself like he used to project if he had something going on in school or was upset about something he project that on everyone in the house like you know everyone would get it he'd he'd be just taking it out on everyone you know being nasty treating the other people unkindly treating his brother and sister unkind and then i was like i know what that's about that's about that that thing that he's upset about but I could identify that as a parent but he's not able to verbalize that so helping them say oh you know I'm getting the sense that you're really upset about xyz whatever it is but it's not fair that you're taking it out on other people in this house you know can we talk about that there's an example of like trying to get to the root of the problem of the issue that they're finding hard but they don't know how to show it talk about it discuss it in a healthy way they really don't know how to do that and that's our job is to help them um you know find ways to communicate how they're feeling and it might even be through like artwork it might be going sometimes they don't want to talk about it you know going for a walk or but being there when they do just being there when they do or keeping on suggesting, do you, do you want to talk about that right now? Or do you want to talk about it later? Should we talk about it at bedtime? Um, yeah, so just finding a way for them to communicate and connect and being safe, being that safe place, being as calm as you can, not bringing our own stuff into it, not bringing our own expectations, not bringing our own, you know, childhoods, being patient um and it's a practice it's it's sometimes hard we might have our own stuff going on we might have had a really bad day but um if we're not able to manage our own emotions well then how can we expect our children to we need to find healthy ways to process our own feelings and look after ourselves as well so practicing self-care you know finding someone for you to talk to you know your friends your partner a therapist um yeah so looking after ourselves as parents too so i hope that's been helpful and clarified a bit more about how we can help our children um <clears throat> regulate their emotions talk about their emotions and um we're a bit more confident in dealing with them when they, you know, and it doesn't seem such a scary thing then because, it, you know, I have experienced feeling that, that like, oh, what do we do? Panic. Don't know whether I'm doing this right. So, yeah, um, 
I hope that's clarified some of that for you. I will do some episodes coming up are going to be on children and resilience, which is a really interesting topic. Um, another one was around attachment theory. So I will go into that a lot more. Attachment is so interesting for us as adults and children. And I had so many like revelations and realizations from learning that in my course. So um, I'm sure it'll be really interesting for EU listeners. So yeah, I hope you're well. I hope you're prioritizing your own wellness and you've done something for yourself um in the last few days uh daily really if you can aim to so yeah um thanks so much for listening please share this with anyone who you think it might be useful to uh reach out to me if you want to talk further um and yeah i just hope you're having a really good day okay take care bye